This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Nine AM Friday morning, WCWP. This is Mark Snyder. You're listening to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. And it's time for Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. I have three chamber leaders with me today, all from Nassau County. Margot Cargill, she is the immediate past president of the Uniondale Chamber of Commerce. This is the first time we've had Uniondale on our program. And she's also the first vice president for the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce. We've had several members of the Nassau Council on in the last few months. Maestro Lou Panachuli, we'll explain that later in the show. Lou is the president of the Mineola Chamber. And Margaret Grubb, freshly sworn in as president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce. Also this morning on Chamber Chatter, what's there to do in Uniondale and Mineola and Seaford? We're going to find out on our Day Tripper segment. Later on in the program, I'll turn the microphone over to our three chamber representatives here with me today, and we'll let them talk among themselves. We call that segment Ask a Leader. And finally, on Genie in a Bottle, we'll find out what three wishes Margot, Lou, and Margaret have for their chambers in 2022. All right, let's chat. Margot Cargill, let's start with you. Hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to see you again. Great to see you as well. It's taken us a long time to have Uniondale on our program, and it wasn't for lack of trying. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seems like there was this on-again, off-again status with the chamber. However, it does seem to me like you're on solid footing today. Uh, Talk to me about the history of the Uniondale chamber. Well, it's... it's really interesting because it was founded, you know, by Garden City um, residents, actually. So our, even though we say that it was founded in 1980, it was actually founded a few years before that. And it was structured by Garden City residents. And historically, Uniondale and Garden City have uh, a really close relationship because a lot of our jurisdictions and an overlap happen within that um, that area around, you know, Charles Lindbergh Boulevard and by the mall and things like that. A lot of people don't realize, but technically Uniondale goes all the way up to Old Country Road. So all of the mall, all of, you know, the source mall, all of, uh, you know, the gallery mall, things like that is actually Uniondale. Um, the only thing is, is that again, because we had a great relationship with Garden City, they had the infrastructure for, you know, the postal service and things like that so that they could help um, facilitate the delivery of mail and things of that nature that were really important. And at the time, Uniondale was much smaller. And um, so the post office didn't, was not able to, to really, you know, support um, the areas that were north of I'd say Stewart Avenue, well, technically um, Hempstead Turnpike as much as south of Hempstead Turnpike. So um, 
founded technically by Garden City residents, but you know, restructured in 1980. And then when I took over, um, I, I also redid our bylaws. I, you know, a lot of the presidents on, on here right now, we know that um, when you first step into the position, you have no idea what you're walking into. Um, some chambers are very established. You know, they, they've been operating um, very efficiently and effectively over the course of, you know, many decades. But, you know, for instance, again, Garden City. And when I took over, um, you know, Dennis, you know, thank you, Dennis, Donnelly over at, in Garden City, they were, uh, they had a real, uh, a real role in, in helping to facilitate um, the growth of our chamber and restructuring it, making sure our IRS, you know, 501c6 um, registration was in place, making sure we recruited the right types of board members, that it was balanced between the big boys and the little mom and pops and, you know, our restaurants and our services and our professionals, things like that, that, you know, really successful and larger chambers um, have the luxury of being able to do because they have big boards and, and uh, you know, some executive officers and things like that to support them. But you know, it 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 was a it was a definitely an adventure, and it was definitely worthwhile because we were really able to build something special that not just that had not just um, you know the big guys like the RXR realties of the world, but and the Coliseum, but also smaller businesses that you know have been here for generations, um, and they found their way back to the chamber as well. That's great. You know, I would say over the last three or four years, we have reached out to the Uniondale Chamber. It seemed like a few times like it had maybe gone defunct. And I had talked to a few people over the years that it was on again, it was off again. So I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm glad that it's up and running. And I want to talk a little more later on about the great town of Uniondale. There are things going on there. Um, as the pandemic appears to be moving on to and into a uh, more of an endemic, you know, meaning it's not going away, it's something we have to live with. Uh, what does the Uniondale Chamber have planned for the year? What are you guys working on? Well, um, partnerships um, is a big part of that because I know that our current president, Mariano Ugalde, um, that's really what he had been doing. It, we were in survival mode. And that's probably one of the reasons why many of our chambers actually, you know, it was kind of like, are you still around? What's mm -hmm. happening? You know, how, how can we help our small businesses just survive? You know, it, it really wasn't as much about growth, which, you know, under my leadership, it was more growth. Okay, how many more businesses can we get? What can we do? What kind of programming? It was really survival and helping our businesses um, be able to see themselves through the PPP process, through the mask mandates, all of that kind of stuff. So now that we're seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel, it's really reestablishing ourselves with those former uh, big businesses, small business, medium businesses that were really engaged, getting on new board members, because that's another thing that some of our board members, you know, they realized that they had to shift um, their priorities solely yeah. on their businesses. So it's really hard as volunteers, yeah. you know, to, you know, be able to 
divide our attention further by, by, by becoming um, active again in our chambers of commerce. So re-engaging our former members and, and developing new partnerships, whether it's through the new Nassau County um, administration or you know, past relationships and sponsors and, and things like that that we, that we once had. So it's really you know, getting, getting things back in order, I would say, not necessarily what's next, because a lot of people are still a little tentative. Mm-hmm. And so we wanna do it the right way. We wanna roll it out the right way. We wanna get back out there, you know, but do it in a strong way, um, not just in a kind of uh, haphazard kind of weak way. So structuring organization and strategy is really what we have on, on, on tap. You're not alone. I can tell you from doing this show throughout the pandemic that you're definitely not alone. Um, you talk about, um, you know, successful, deep-rooted chambers. Lou Panachuli, president of the Mineola Chamber. Um, what a wonderful organization, Lou. Over the years, I've come to know so many of uh, the good, honest, hardworking people in your community. Um, tell me about your long rise to chamber president, because we go back a ways. Gosh. Um, well, uh, I joined the chamber back in uh, 1996. Um, I'm the conductor and music director of the Nassau Pops Symphony, and we had been doing concerts in Mineola since 1985. Well, the organization started to grow, and we always called Mineola our home. So I joined the chamber to start networking with local businesses and uh, just to get our name out there a little more and find out what uh, what would help. And um, I was invited to join the board, but I um, I was a teacher at the time, and they hold their board meetings at eight, eight in the morning, and by that time I was already at school teaching. I retired in 2015, and um, I told them, uh, now I'm ready. So they put me on the board I served there for uh, a few years, and uh, the past president, Joel Harris, invited me to be his vice president. And um, as I was running towards the door, uh, he grabbed me and pulled me back in, and I agreed. I served as vice president for three years, and uh, this past June, I began my three-year tenure with uh, the Mineola Chamber. So it was all about a matter of time. Yes. Having the time. That's a good right. way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Lou, there's, um, I noticed there's a tremendous amount of railroad cr- construction and, and new development going on in, in Mineola right now. What a, talk to me about some of the projects <laughs> you have going on or just completed. Well, that, uh, that third rail project uh, with the Long Island Railroad, um, I was mentioning to Margot before, the end result is great. We have a new train station and that new third track, and uh, we have some new off, uh, new apartment buildings that have gone up um, in Mineola, and uh, it's really helped. But we're, uh, you know, still suffering with, you know, streets that need to be repaved, and uh, they put a tunnel on Willis Avenue underneath the tracks, and for a while there was some problems with the uh, traffic control, which has since been worked out. Uh, so everything is, is flowing smoothly. But uh, there were a lot of growing pains. We did get a new parking lot, which uh, the, the village just took over. 
Um, and that's going to help a lot too with all the new people in town. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. Margaret Grubb, fresh off the February 10th installation dinner, being sworn yes. as president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce. Congratulations. Thank you. What's on your agenda for your first year? Oh, well, of course we have a list, but let's see what we can accomplish. First and foremost, just like Margot said, with COVID, things have been very slow. You know, we, we're building up our board again, which is great. I have a great vice president. We have new people on the board, which is wonderful. What we're trying to do is get the community out. And over the last two years, I've been in the chamber, I'd say a little over two years. And in the past two years, we've tried to do a lot more community events to get the community out and about. And so far that seems to have worked for us. So we've got the community behind us, but now we have to start working on the businesses. We've lost a couple in the meantime, due to COVID, you know, they've lost either workers or whatever it is that they have working for them. So now we have to, you know, see if we can get some new businesses in where they were along Merrick Road. We have a few storefronts that need to be filled. And that would be one of my questions to my colleagues. How am I going to do this, you know, to make it so that somebody wants to come and have a business here in Seaford? We're trying to do more with the residents. If we bring them in, we feel the and do more for the businesses. If we feel that we can bring them both together, they can talk and maybe we can find out what the business wants from the community and what the community wants from the businesses. We figured hand in hand that would work. Fingers crossed, I'm only in this three weeks. I'm trying my hardest. You know, I, I put ideas out there with my vice president every day we speak. It's become um, more like um, Donna and I are on the phone more than I talk to my poor husband. You know, we talk about all the things that we want to do in the community, and we just have to see if it'll work that way. We did a program with banners. So we had businesses put up, we put up the banners. You told us what you wanted, and we put it all along Merrick Road. It looks great. We're hoping that when more and more people see it, they'll want more and more banners up on along Merrick Road. And maybe we'll see if we can get some up on Sunrise Highway. Seaford goes all the way up to Hempstead Turnpike. Part of Seaford goes over Jerusalem Avenue, past the Seaford Oyster Bay, and up to Hempstead Turnpike. So now we're going to try and bring them in with us. Because there was a comment made, gee, you know, we are Seaford, so we need to bring them down and see if we can get them more involved with us here. Fingers crossed. It's new, so I'm hoping. That's very true. If you look at a map, there is a thin mm -hmm. slice of Seaford that goes all the way up to Hempstead Turnpike. You're right about that. You, yeah, you know you know your town. And by bit. the way, I live I live in Massapequa. I've seen the banners up; they look great. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was a new idea this year. Very but, good. One other uh, thing I want to touch on, and then we're going to do the day tripper segment. Just before the pandemic hit, um, you had started to do these great um, Saturday yes. gatherings, events. I forget what you called it. Up at Maker's the market. Up at the Seaford train station. Yes, yes. I went to a couple of them. What a wonderful, wonderful idea. I Thank take you. it you're going to bring that back. Yes, but um, we're doing one in May for Mother's Day, hopefully with a coat drive. We would like, or no, that one may be a food drive. We're not sure. As we do on markets, we try to do a drive or a fundraiser of some kind. So we're doing one in May for Mother's Day, one in June 
for the Father's Day. And the, the people come in, great wares that they bring in, beautiful stuff. Then we do a few Saturday night food truck events, which are yes. well attended. And we always try to have music at everything. The food truck nights, a lot of fun. People do enjoy that. We have the music going, whatever. Yes. Yeah. And we right. have vendors at that event also. We're trying to put them both together. We figured it'll bring people in all day long. Okay. All right, folks. So now you've met our three guests, right? It's time for our day tripper segment. And we're going to take our first trip around the town of Uniondale. Margo, I lived in Baldwin twice, once as a child and again as a newlywed. And for our listeners, Baldwin is right next door to Uniondale. Yes. So let's say my family wants to spend a day in Uniondale. Tell my audience about some of the fabulous things there are to do in your community. And I know there are many. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I'd say one of the most unique parts or aspects of Uniondale is um, the multicultural flavor that um, Uniondale brings because, you know, we're all on this island, but there's also Mm -hmm. the islands that and the islands of Uniondale because we have many Caribbean um, islands uh, immigrants that live there. So we've got great Caribbean restaurants and um things like that where you can have you can basically have dinner from breakfast all the way through dinner but one of the best things about it is that a lot of them are grab and go so especially because we are totally overbooking our children as long islanders <laughs> a lot of the conveniences of being able to have let's say that home cooking of let's say um if you're Jamaican if you're Haitian if you're Dominican you know, those kinds of foods that, you know, are really homemade and it has the goodness of being made from scratch and things like that, but are packaged in a way that you can literally just order it up and get out the door or, you know, drive drive up and pick it up and go on your way to a million other places that you have to go and take your children. Once you get home or on your way home, you now have basically a home, a homemade, um, a homemade dish, you know, straight from the islands, our island of Uniondale, <laughs> the other islands. I, I feel like I should brand it the other islands. <laughs> um, but the food is absolutely spectacular when it comes to that and, and, and just giving you something different that you wouldn't have expected before. But for a family of five, let's say if you were going, typically we're going up to the museums. And as I was saying before, you know, um, Uniondale encompasses all of that area, all of Mitchell Field, all the way up to, to Old Country Road. So if you're hitting the Children's Museum, the Fire Museum, the um, Aviation Museum, that's all Uniondale. If you're, even if you're going, if your dad's going to the shooting range while the children <laughs> go to the <laughs> museum, the moms and the children go to the museums, it's still Uniondale, Mitchell Field. Um, if you're catching, let's say, a sports game at Hofstra University, that's one, the North Campus is Uniondale. So um, it, it's just really great to, to be in that strategic location where you know Southern State is not is not far behind. You know um, we're sandwiched right in between where Hempstead Turnpike is. The Meadowbrook Parkway is there as well. So there's so many access points to get you in and get you out. So you know some people might say that that might be a negative where it's you know 
it's a drive-through community. But that's one of the things that that we're working on creating um, our own identity out of it. So if you're on your way somewhere else, it still can be a place where you can really um, you can really garner something great and really experience something great. And if even if it's just a quick bite, a quick drink, a smoothie, things of that nature on your way to the museum, which is a little bit more north, or on your way to, you know, uh, NASA Community College is one of their, you know, many um, programming opportunities that's still Uniondale, um, you know, within the downtown um, air, more residential areas of Uniondale, there's still lots to discover. So I, I would say the food is definitely the best part of, of the residential downtown area. Duly noted. And by the way, to my listeners, I want to say this is the first time that someone has spoken about Uniondale for five minutes and not mentioned the Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> so that tells you how much there is to do in Uniondale. Exactly. Because Nassau Coliseum, it's the big elephant in the room that's sucking <laughs> up all the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank lots you. Lots to do besides the NASA Coliseum, and we're looking forward to um, what they have in store for for that facility because they're not. It's not. It's it's not over yet, and and what we're going to be doing is is helping them to to I would say reestablish their footing because they've got some yeah. stiff competition in the rest of the island. So yeah, they need some rebranding. They do. Yeah. All right, thank you, Margo. Let's take a break now. Then we're going to come back with Jeannie in a bottle. And that's where we'll find out what three wishes our leaders have for their chambers. And we're going to spend a day in Mineola. Lou Panaciuli is going to tell us all about that. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Once again, Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the MapTunes app. That's M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today, Margot Cargill, immediate past president of the Uniondale Chamber of Commerce, Lou Panaciuli, he's the president of the Mineola Chamber, and Margaret Grubb, the newly crowned president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce. She's even wearing a tiara today. Oh, I love Okay, <laughs> let's play genie in a bottle. And this is where our listening audience learns about the three wishes our presidents have for their chamber organization. Lou, we're going to start with you. Let's say you're walking in Mineola Memorial Park, home of the great Nassau Pop Symphony Orchestra, and you spot a lantern near the stage. When you open it, a genie comes out, granting you three wishes for the Mineola Chamber. What are they? Hmm. Well, one of the things I would really like to see from our chamber members is to keep the chamber more involved and informed of what they're doing. Uh, we have uh, a lot of, uh, we lean on social media quite a bit to help mm -hmm. our members uh, advertise specials or uh, new businesses in the neighborhood. Uh, we have access to three Facebook pages. One of course is the chamber Facebook page. Then there's another one called Mineola Moms and Dads. 
and uh, the third is all mm -hmm. things Mineola. And when we get information from our chamber members, we're quick to post them on those three fake Facebook pages, as well as our um, our website. So that's one thing I would like to see, because uh, it seems to be the thing that they keep forgetting. Uh, every once in a while, we'll get a call from a member, and they'll say, "Can you help us advertise something?" And uh, the response is, "That's what we're here for." So, right. you know, give us the information. Um, I'd like to see more community involvement as a second thing. Um, you know, we constantly keep the community involved in what's going on through through our Facebook pages and other social media. Um, sometimes it's it's a little tough getting them to shop local. You know, everybody sees the Amazon as a, mm. as, as a problem to to shopping local, and it's uh, understood. It's it's tough to overcome. They click a button and whatever they ordered is there the next day sometimes the same day but uh, shopping local gives you an opportunity to see things that you know maybe you might not be thinking about you know when you go on Amazon it's usually a, a rifle shot somebody knows what they want but if you go into one of the local stores you're not only looking for that one item but there's there might be ten other items that that catch your attention you know so community involvement I think is very important um, and a, th a third thing that I'd like to do, and this is one of my ideas for going down the road, is to get more business-to-business -business involvement. There, there are so many businesses that could take advantage of the opportunities that other businesses afford them. And uh, I'd like to try to get the two together and have more business-to-business -business involvement. Uh, in the chamber and to see how we could act as an intermediary between companies that do business in our town. All right. I like those three wishes. We're going to check back on you a year or so from now and see how you're doing. You know, check my report card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Margaret, uh, let me paint a picture for you. Let's say you're taking a stroll in the Takapusher Preserve and you spot a lantern right in the path in front of you. Pick it up. I'll pop the genie granting you three wishes for the Seaford Chamber. What are you wishing for? Not too far off what Lou said either. Because of COVID, we're a little bit behind with our businesses. So what I'd like to see that genie to wish, one of her wishes would be to get the businesses out talking to one another, do a meeting, a networking meeting, seeing what they want from them, what they want from us, what we could do more for them. And talk to each other. Everybody just goes into their shop. That's it. Nobody knows who's doing what next door. You know, so I'd like to see a little bit more involvement that way. I'd like to have like we had our Nassau Council meeting at Encore. That's the kind of meeting I would like to see us do here in Seaford. We haven't tried it yet. We're hoping to try it this year. It's a little hard getting off the ground because the other thing is you got to find a place to put everybody and are they all comfortable coming together? So that would be my one wish for that. Margaret, before you move on, I just want to ask one question. You made reference to a Nassau Council meeting that you enjoyed. What, what was it about at that meeting that you liked? I like the way we all get together. We share ideas. We, well, first we introduce ourselves so we get to learn and know more people and we can talk to each other and network. That's what I'd like to see here in Seaford. And that's my one goal right now is to try and get a nice business meeting where all my business owners come out 
they meet, they talk, and they see what it is that they want from us, what we can do for them, and what they can do for each other and pass along ideas. And that's what I like about the council because they, they have us do that. I've been to two and I met some really nice people there and you get ideas of what's going on and what they're doing in their towns. That's what I'd like to do. Margaret, those are good questions. And in our Ask the Leader segment coming up, you can talk more about boosting membership. What's Perfect. your third wish? Third one is the social media aspect. We just revamped our website. We just like to get it a little bit more out there. We're trying to highlight or spotlight a new member every week. And once we've gone through everyone that is a member, we're hoping to do them over again for the yearly anniversary, you know, ribbon cutting or spotlight or whatever, so that they know that we're thinking of them and we're always, you know, putting them out there for everybody in the town to see. So I would like a little bit more help with that, but I need more help with that if I get more members. So that's would go hand in hand. We'll tell you, I did check out your Facebook page. You guys do a good job with that. Social we just did good. that this year. Yes, yes. We have a great social media girl. Absolutely. Margo, <laughs> finally we get to you. Let's say you're taking in a summer concert at Uniondale Avenue Park, and in the grass you see a magic lantern. When you pick it up, Jeannie pops out and grants you three wishes for the Uniondale Chamber. What are they? Well, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on, on what Margaret said about social media because Again, you know, we started off really strong, you know, a few years ago. And again, because of resources and, you know, volunteers, things like that, it falls off. So you have to feed the beast. Everybody knows social media, you have to feed the beast. And feeding the beast requires manpower. So my number one wish would be more volunteers, um, aka more engagement um, from not just, let's say, our business owners, but also um, our community, like our, our high schools, our local colleges, things like that. I really feel as though there's great opportunity for the kids to be engaged with the chamber and to find out you know, about small business, running, managing a small business, and at the same time provide support to, um, to our chambers. And I think the best way to do that is you know, for them to to be able to support social media because they know it like the back of their hands, like their phones are glued to their hands. So, you know, it's nothing for them to produce a TikTok video or, um, you know, a, you know, some kind of um, content on YouTube or else Facebook and Twitter, things like that, that would take us older people a little <laughs> bit more time and effort. So, um, that would be my number one um, wish is, you know, that that we engage our, our young people and and get them on, you know, on board as our online content providers, where we could also give them uh, something in exchange, the experience and, and, um, and the internship opportunities. Um, the other one would be funding. You know, um, there were some state and federal funding um, opportunities for our chambers that um, kind of got stuck in the um, in the mix of the new administration. So um, they're vetting those um, those funding opportunities that were supposed to come down the pipeline just to make sure it's all buttoned up. So, but I'm what I'm really wishing and hoping is that that moves um, through a bit faster so that you know that that added funding can go 
to our chambers so that we could use those funds to, to help our small businesses and start getting programming back on, on the agenda. Um, and the last wish, um, I really didn't have anything. I feel as though all of them kind of went hand in hand, <laughs> but my last wish is just for us to, to, to get through all of this together in as seamless and expedient manner as possible. Um, so that we can enjoy our summers and enjoy our businesses again and not have the anxiety that we've had and the stress that we've had, you know, over the last two years. Um, I'm wishing for that relief to be in sight. And so between all of our wishes, I think <laughs> um, that would help fulfill my last wish of, of being able to, to sleep well at night for all of our businesses and, and to do well. Okay, so there you have it, genie in a bottle, folks. Now it's time for the second day tripper segment. And this time, Chamber President Lou Panachuli is going to take us for a stroll around Mineola, home of the county seat and also the Algonquin Indians. Lou, tell me how my family can spend a day in your great community. Well, I think one of the uh, premier go to spots. Uh, in Mineola is Memorial Park. Uh, Mayor Scott Strauss did a great job of having the park uh, totally renovated uh, and he built or had built an, a, uh, an amphitheater, a big stage. And I, I've been doing concerts all over Long Island for a lot of years and in Nassau County I think this stage is only second to the one at Eisenhower Park that everybody knows about. It's, it's a tremendous facility. And um, I remember speaking to, to, to Scott when it first got built. I said, get ready, because people are going to be knocking on your door to perform here. It's just um, a, a great concert site. And um, during the summer, they host, I, I don't even want to try to count how many concerts. Um, when it first started, I know there were in excess of 20 performances uh, in Memorial Park. Uh, not only the Nassau Pops, but um, jazz bands and tribute groups. That tribute groups seem to be exploding all over Long Island. You think of any rock and roll band that ever existed or still exists, and there have got to be two or three tribute groups that go along with it, from, from the Beatles to Billy Joel. Um, and they have all been appearing at Memorial Park. So if you're there during the summer, you should definitely check out the, um, the array of performances and all top-notch performances at, at Memorial Park. Um, not only is the amphitheater there, but um, uh, playground was uh, all refurbished and there are tennis courts and um, it's just a beautiful facility. Uh, the uh, the chamber hosts a uh, a movie night there every every just when summer is moving into fall, and uh, we bring in a giant screen and we rent a a, a GP a nice G rated movie so that families can come in and enjoy um, enjoy an evening watching a, watching a movie. Uh, I have to uh, excuse the taking your expression there, Margot. We're going to piggyback off of your your comment about the food or the food um, 
restaurants in Mineola. We host a, uh, we enjoy a, a tremendous Portuguese population uh, in the village. And uh, many of the restaurants, uh, I can't pronounce the names, but I've <laughs> eaten there many times. And, and the food is just, just glorious. So uh, we have great uh, restaurants and eateries available there. And um, I can't, uh, I cannot uh, avoid mentioning the library, which just celebrated its 100th anniversary in Mineola, and it's uh, it's all state-of-the-art equipment, um, and um, there are computers and and computer programs, and the children come in there very often, um, just taking advantage of all the new technologies that are available at the Mineola Library. So come visit us; a lot of things to see. Thank you, Lou. That was great. Now, a little later in the program, we're going to hear from Margaret, who can't wait to tell us <laughs> all about Historic Seaford, founded in 1643. 1643. All right, when we return, it's time to ask a leader, and that's where I'm going to stop asking the questions, and I'm going to let Margaret, Lou, and Margot take the mic. You're listening to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and this is Chamber Chatter. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my three guests with me here today. Margot Cargill, she's the immediate past president of the Uniondale Chamber of Commerce. Lou Panachuli, president of the Mineola Chamber. And Margaret Grubb, president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce. Now it's time for Ask a leader, and this is where I turn over the microphone to our chamber leaders, and I let them ask the questions among themselves. And Margaret, I'm going to start with you. You're new to this whole chamber president thing, so I'm sure you have a question or, or, or two for a couple of experienced chamber leaders. What do you got? Well, my question would be, how do I draw more business into Seaford? We're not a very large town. But over the past year, we've lost a few businesses. So what can I do to make it more inviting for them to want to be in Seaford right now? Well, one of the things I did with Joel, both when he was president and when I assumed the presidency, is that we went out in person and made sure we brought some business cards with us. And we have some giveaways with the chamber uh, logo mm -hmm. on it. Nice. Um, one, I, I got to show you because this is great. It's this little, see, it says Mineola Chamber. It's got a couple nice. of post-it notes and it holds your phone. Oh, yeah, nice idea. Way. Or that way. And people enjoy receiving a gift. They also enjoy a little personal attention. And we would invite them to join the chamber if they weren't already members. Tell them what we have to offer. Talk about our Facebook pages and our website, um, but there's nothing like face-to-face -face contact. When we do ribbon cutting ceremonies or we have a new member, um, we print up certificates. Um, we bought some um, some frames, eight and a half by eleven frames, and we put the certificate inside with the new person's name, saying thank you for joining the chamber. Has our logo in it and a place for the president's signature, and a lot of them hang it up 
in their shop. Um, but it, I guess the, the whole point of it is the personal connection with people that are either new or trying to attract to the chamber. Good idea. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But you, Margo, any ideas, thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Margaret, I, I remember when I was fresh, you know, um, freshly minted, as we say. And, you know, one of the first things that I did, um, Uniondale, we did have our, you know, our established businesses, our big guys, but in the downtowns were the areas where we had some empty storefronts and things like mm -hmm. that. And one of the first things that I did was um, basically rebrand our chamber. Um, I really wanted to figure out how we could make it an organization that people knew about, first of all, because a lot of people didn't even know that there was a Chamber of Commerce in Uniondale, but also want to be a part of it. And in order to do that, you have to make it special. You have to make people aware of the organization by giving it some kind of um, brand to hold on to and associate themselves with. And Seaford, for instance, I didn't know how old um, Seaford's um, Seaford itself was, and that's a rich history that you know yes. you can latch on to, and other businesses might be interested in. Uh, and another thing that you might want to do is take a look at your census um, information and find out it's not just about the demographics of the local people who reside there, but it's also the 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 bit types of businesses that are actually physically there, because that will give you an idea of you know, the um, almost like the, an asset map um, of what kinds of businesses that you have, what kinds of businesses do you need and what kinds of businesses do you want? So you kind of make that list so that you now know at the very least, I would love to have like a, a shoe repair shop or I'd love to have a bagel shop. Um, we don't have that, you know, maybe we can, you know, let's say see about a business that's maybe in Port Washington that you love, maybe they're interested in the demographics of, of, of Seaford and um, what's, what would bring them there because they don't have any competition. But you have to first figure out what, what, what's your baseline? What do you have there currently so that you know where you want to go? So that's Thank you. You know, two, two ways of doing it is, you know, branding yourself and then you know, kind of doing a list, list yourself, brand yourself and list yourself so Thank that you, you know where you want to go. I started knocking on doors and I got two members that weren't, two, store, two businesses that weren't members and they said yes. So I, I understand that, but Margaret, I like that idea. And I like Lou's idea of giving them something from us. That's very nice. Thank you both. Very good. All right, Lou. You've been at the helm now for eight months and counting. Uh, question for one or both of our leaders today? Well, uh, I guess my question would be about committees. How are your committees staffed? Is it with uh, board members, with community people? And how do you draw them in when you know you need to put a responsibility on somebody's shoulders? <laughs> That's a toughie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked it. <laughs> I know. Margo, let me start with you because you've got a little more, uh, you know, time under your belt. 
what's, yeah. what's been your what's been your situation? What's been your experience with the uh, board members? Because you referenced that earlier in, in the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things is, you know, as president, you you kind of see your board members' um, strengths and their weaknesses. So yeah. you definitely want to have like a running tally of who's good at what or who knows a lot about a certain sector because anything that's not too much of a, a lift for people um, and it comes naturally to them is definitely something that, you know, you can then say, you know what, you're really good at X, you know, so-and-so. Would you mind um, being you know, the, the chairman of that committee, just so that we can get structure in order and, and so that later on we can get another, let's say, um, uh, member, member to take on that responsibility. So it's not just your board member, but also um, the membership that's now taking on leadership positions, because that's what you don't want. You don't want there to constantly be a struggle to find people on the board because you're just kind of circulating seats. <laughs> One of the challenges I've been um, faced with is, uh, and now I love all the board members, they're all great and we all work well together, but I want to start turning the I think you shoulds into the I would like to. Um, and, and that seems to be the challenge because everybody's got ideas but get them to step up, it's, it's uh, sometimes difficult. And that's where I, you know, like on my wish list was to basically tap into um, our untapped resources of our kids. You know, they're all looking for internships. They're all looking for experience in business and experience in writing, experience in administrative tasks. So, you know, very simply, I dragged my son. <laughs> And I said, you're going to do this. And he was there, you know, doing membership, um, you know, minutes, you know, he was doing all kinds of different tasks. And one of the other suggestions is that I, I, I tell people, I want board members, your children, I want all of your children, some way, shape or form, I don't care if it's your nephew, your, your niece, any, if they live in this town, I need them um, to volunteer, to, to, to take on some kind of, um, position and we'll give them a nice title, you know, like an intern and, you know, they help with minutes or they help with tabling at an event, things like that. And they get credit. Some of the high schools even, um, require community service. Um, so, you know, maybe also partnering with the schools themselves to see whether or not they have, volunteer requirements for for graduation and things like or they or your local key club or the kiwanis club any of the clubs that are within the high schools um, mm -hmm. they also have service service requirements so um, another way to get that 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 support is is looking to our youth good idea. good margaret i'm gonna let you off the hook here because uh <laughs> you haven't quite figured out what you're doing, let alone how are you going to get your board together and this, that, and the other. So anyway, thank you. Um, Margo, I'm going to come to you now. Uh, you're the immediate past president of the Uniondale Chamber, as I stated, and you're also the first vice president of the Nassau Council of Chambers. Uh, by the way, for our listeners, their mission is, I'm quoting now, to address legislative issues that may impact the businesses of Nassau County and to prioritize and pursue those issues at the appropriate level of government using various forms of media and lobbying. 
just in case you wondered what the Nassau Council did. But anyway, Margot, you must have a question for our chamber presidents here with us this morning. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm always interested the why. Like, how did we get you guys on board um, as presidents? Like, why did you decide to become presidents? Because that's the why is is usually gives us perspective on how we continue to um, recruit presidents and encourage presidents. So I'd love to know why you decided. Who wants to take that first, <laughs> Margaret? Why? <laughs> why? Okay. Well, I was originally an educator. I taught, and then I was the administrator of a school. Retired, and then. I decided to become a real estate agent. So now it's my own business. And I, I'm just around town. I live in Seaford a long time and I'm in town and I'm talking to a few people and I met with my vice president, Donna, and she's doing a few things in Seaford and I hooked up with her and I said, gee, I'd like to join. Next day I knew I joined the chamber. That was a little over two years ago, three years ago. And then as the president's term was coming up, they turned to me and said, would you like to be the president? And I looked at them and I said, really? And they said, yes. I said, okay, as long as the rest of you stay with me, I'll do it. <laughs> so Donna stayed and then the past president, Ken, you know, we go to him and we pick his brain. So I said, okay, this won't be too hard as long as I have good backup. And so far the, the board is terrific. We've recruited a few younger people. By younger, I mean, they've never been on the board. So we figured new faces, new ideas, new people, that would help. So in the three weeks so far, we've already delegated one job to someone else. Donna put it out there, someone volunteered who was on the board. And I said, oh, good, it's working, just what you said. And we do, when we do our markets, like you've been to one of our markets, Mark, we do um, ask the kids, the high school kids, the National Honor Society, whatever, they always need credit, service hours, they do help us. That part we've, you know, we've gotten through so far. We'll see how this year goes. But why? Because I was asked and I said, okay, as long as you stay with me, I'll do it. And that's how I got recruited. Yeah, I, I figured I could do this. I mean, you know, I'm not afraid to get up. I'm not afraid to do things. I'll roll up my sleeves. I get right in there with Donna. She and I work all the markets, you know, with the kids. So, you know, the husbands look at us like we're crazy, but you want to do it for your community. That's the other thing. I want to do it for my community. I believe in paying it forward, and this is how we can pay it forward. All right, Lou, why? Why? Good question. Well, before I went back to teaching, um, I spent a number of years in the corporate world and enjoyed that quite a bit. But when uh, the teaching opportunity presented myself and my children were out of college, um, I decided to make the switch. So I did. Uh, when the chamber put me on the board and uh, asked me to be the vice president, I saw the presidency looming on the horizon. And I, uh, Margaret, I, I have to say the same thing um, that you did when I said, how do you expect me to do this? You know, I've got corporate experience, um, not much in retail, you know, but uh, I have five past presidents that said, don't worry, we're going to be on your executive board. And with that sort of a, a cushion, with that kind of confidence, uh, I was able to step forward 
and um, and assume the position. And I'll tell you, Margaret, after a few months, it it gets easier. It really oh, does. I hope so. I it, hope so. It really does. You know, I I was like, how am I going to know what to do? But as things developed, it, it I just knew. Um, and you having get into, you get into a rhythm. You do. Um, I did find a groove, and uh, having those five past presidents available. Um, if I had a question, I'd pick up the phone and say, look, I want to do this. What do you think? And I got a lot of guidance and a lot of help. And little by little, um, I'm, I'm running on my own now. So um, hang in there. You'll get Oh, there. there's light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, and it's not Thank a train you. coming from the other direction. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> Margo, that was, a, that was a good question. I like that. <laughs> All right. Let's take our final day tripper tour. You've heard about things to do in Uniondale and Mineola. Now, Margaret is going to tell us how a family of five can spend the day in the waterfront community of Seaford. Margaret, what do you have for us? Well, as you said before, the Takapusha Museum, which is a sanctuary, it's like a little mini zoo and it has reptiles, whatever, inside the museum. And then we have the animals that are outside in the back of the museum. That is a lovely place to take the kids for the day or for a couple of hours. We also have, we're very small, so we don't have too much here in Seaford. We have quite a few great parks, Siemens Neck Park and Washington Avenue Park. Both of them have been redone, great ball fields. Siemens Neck has great little showers for the kids to run around and playground. And we have the Seaford Historical Society. Right now that's under construction. It is 100, 150 years old, so it needs a little bit of work. It's been moved a few times and now it's it needs to be reinforced. We also have our library. Our library is just terrific. It's not very big, but they have a lot of great programs downstairs for the kids as well as for the adults. And if you come in during the day, the children's librarians are terrific. They have little um, technology downstairs. They have a crayon that is that has uh, little computers on it that the kids can play with all day. We have a great computer section upstairs in the reference library. It's not that big, but it does serve our needs and they are great librarians that are in that place. And then we have a little park called the Stella Park. It is good for moms that have the little children because they can go in there and they can play. We're just hoping that this year we can get that redone like we did the other two large parks. I know Seaford well, you're spot on. Thank you. Special thanks to my three guests for joining me today on Chamber Chatter. Margot Cargill of the Uniondale Chamber of Commerce, Lou Panachuli from the Mineola Chamber, and Mark Margaret Grubb from the Seaford Chamber of Commerce. Special thanks to my good friend Dan Cox. He is the Director of Broadcasting here at WCWP, and he's also been my engineer throughout the pandemic. Thank you, Dan. To my listeners, always keep your local businesses in mind when making purchases and utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. Visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And you can also watch this very program on YouTube. Just search WCWP Studios. Project Independence and You is coming up next. Enjoy the day and the weekend too.
Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.